This is John Deke celebrating 25 years of the Very Young Composers program of the New York Philharmonic. This music is by Wendy Wen. It's called Lady Liberty in a Thunderstorm. She wrote this piece when she was 11. This is scene 26, finally devoting full time to the children. This program was becoming compelling. The children were compelling. My need to make this contribution to the symphonic world was compelling. How could I continue to perform my demanding job as associate principal bassist in the Philharmonic and expect to give the Very Young Composers program its due? I simply couldn't. It was clear. The year was 2009. I felt that, having performed with the Philharmonic for 40 years, 40 years, that it would be only proper to pass the baton, I mean my bass bow, on to a younger player. I was nearing the age of 65, and but yet I was bursting with energy. There was no question of how I would handle the days of my <clears throat> retirement. I grew to hate that R word. And I was just changing jobs, proud of my previous and excited about my future. I was on a mission. I remember going into our personnel manager, Carl Schiebler's office and announcing my intent to leave the base section. I pulled out a bottle of cognac and poured us both a sip as a toast. He looked at me and smiled. Well, Deke, I suppose it's better to retire five years too soon than five minutes too late. Cheers. There were some firsts regarding all this. For one thing, our historian Barbara Hawes said to me, John, you are the only regular member of the Philharmonic who has been officially commissioned to compose a work. In fact, three works. But how could this be, Barbara? Victor Herbert, no less, was at one time our principal cellist. Yes, but he was never commissioned by this orchestra. Amazing, I know. And now I was to be one of the first members ever to leave off playing and join the staff. With the support of a number of board members, including Phyllis Mills, I was offered a position as Young Composer's Advocate and later Artistic Director, Very Young Composers. Three of my own children were still in school, college, and university, so Jackie and I very much needed for us to keep working. Alex was on his own by now and doing well. Although I was officially a staff member, I certainly did not feel like an employee, as many have agreed. <laughs> but the main point was that I was finally able to put my entire time, effort, and passion into what I feel I was meant to do on this earth since I was a child. Yes, it took this long, and looking back, I can see why, with all those years of preparation and searching, often losing the path and bringing in all those other life experiences, this was doubly necessary since I was not only not a genius, but not even a quick learner in my estimation. Also, I want to make it clear that in joining the New York Philharmonic staff, though I was somewhat of a maverick, I clearly saw how hard the staff works and how necessary they are for the Philharmonic to even function, let alone on such a high level. My respect for them skyrocketed and remains high to this day. Typically, it took me several years to even understand how to do my job efficiently, and as for tech and online skills, well, forget it. I've never really caught up to their pace. I'm so lucky, as already noted, 
to have had the help of other staff and, of course, our teaching artists. In the education office, as I entered, were, as I mentioned before, Ted Whipperett, director, who later had the title Vice President Education, the Sue B. Mercy Chair. Sue Mercy was our energetic and valued chair of the Board Education Committee for years, and after she passed away, her estate endowed Ted's chair. The whole department was impressive and a joy to work with. Amy Leffert, Deborah Kang, and Toya Lillard. Toya was at that time director of the Philharmonic Schools Program, then known as the School Partnership Program. I always attended their retreats because I learned so much from them. And when I started work, I actually had the help of an assistant in the department, Elizabeth Mulhall, which was already a necessity, but with the economic crash of 2008-09, that position was discontinued. Oh, no! Well, I was on my own. Still, others in the department were so helpful, and for the first years anyway, the Very Young Composers were a relatively small and contained program. And yet, the threads of the VYC were already rich and complex. Back in 05, I had the pleasure of meeting Bill Gord, who would become very important in my life as a storyteller, collaborator, and dear friend. We met through a common friend and wound up collaborating on a work I composed for the Young People's Concert of that year. It was called Roaring Mountain, and we had a great time with it. Bill and two of my VYC kids narrated... Also at that time, the Philharmonic was beginning its summer residencies at the Bravo Music Festival in Vail, Colorado. Now, I had been composer-in-residence at that festival for two years back in the 1990s, so I was delighted to be able to return there with the Philharmonic. In the early years of the orchestral residency, I would demo my instrument for Vail's educational programs and usually brought in others. Joe Pereira, Sherry Seiler, Kim Leskowski, and later Peter Kino, Tom Smith, Anna Rabinova, Howard Wall. Oh my goodness, how many Philharmonic members would gladly come with me and were so good at relating to the kids. In about 07, Bill Gord and I talked with Liz Campbell, who was then education director there, along with John Giovando, the founder, who was a delightfully outrageous guy, loved him and Eugenia Zuckerman, also, who agreed to have me launch a VYC program in Vail. Even in our first year, Bill and I could see the potential of the program in that area, and it has become a staple of Eagle County, serving both summer residents and the growing Hispanic community. Bill would get the kids to write their own stories, and with the help of Philharmonic musicians, they would set them to music. Up until the present day, this has been another favorite affiliate. One of the experiences which tugged at my heart the most while there was trying to get the Hispanic kids, especially the girls, to get up the courage to compose. They were not used to expressing themselves in this creative way, and I had to learn how to cross that cultural divide. First, I would have them sing or play some of their favorite pop songs, folk songs, or even My Country Tis of Thee, whatever they wanted. Then we had them make melodic and harmonic choices with our ear fantasy and rhythmic games. 
once they saw that they could imitate on that level, Bill would come in with his stories, and by the time the concert was near me, we would have some genuine stuff, and with a Latina flair, too. In regard to the Hispanic community, our help came from a very special source. Now, I've already mentioned Shirley Young and her profound influence on me in regards to China. Well, in 2009, when we were both in Vail, Shirley was there and introduced me to an extraordinary Venezuelan-American woman, Daniela Bedoni. How could I describe Danny? Only in superlatives, a product of the great Venezuelan music social program, El Sistema, which was sweeping the globe at that time, Danny grew up as a musician and a clarinetist, and she later became a successful businesswoman and one of the most active supporters and representatives abroad of that program. El Sistema was to have a huge impact on my music and my educational and social concept of how the VYC could expand internationally. And that's the setting for our next scene. <laughs> 